Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. All right. So welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, this is your boy, Christian. And uh, today we have a special guest. You might know him from multiple things probably out there in the world. Uh, you know, from crossing soccer borders, from riding on Dynamo Theory, for, uh, you know, just being a, a huge Dynamo fan and all those stuff. But today we have uh, Rudy, Rudy, the, the co-host of Crossing Soccer Borders. How you doing, brother? What's up, Christian? It's good to see you. Oh, well, kind to see you. Uh, good to have. Thanks for having me today, man. It's excited to talk. And uh, hopefully this leads to a good future, if you know what I mean. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's, the, you know, just to kind of give a hint to every, to the world, uh, there's some stuff going on where we're planning on, uh, you know, doing some stuff in the future. So hopefully you guys can kind of stay tuned, you know, to Cuatro Cuatro Dos and Crossing Soccer Borders, Dynamo Theory, uh, you know, Dynamo Theory, the the podcast network that we're under. Uh, we're, we're planning things for the future for next year. So hopefully, you know, you guys can stick around and next season should be a good one. I mean, the Dynamo look pretty promising, you know, with, with the whole new management and everything, which we'll get into. Uh, but, you know, we just wanted to kind of talk about a little bit about, um, you know, the MLS playoffs. I want to, you know, get your opinion on it. And then why not talk about, you know, as well, the USL playoffs and just kind of kind of go through the matchups and just kind of throw some names out there, you know, pick a team, you know, just to make it fun and see if at the end of the, you know, at the end of the season, we were uh, correct or we were just kind of, you know, way off. And, um, but, you know, it's just a fun exercise that I did with the Champions League, uh, you know, a couple, maybe about a month before I started. Um, I kind of picked the, the teams that were going to the second round. So, you know, why not do the same thing? And uh, there was a lot of drama. Uh, I don't know if you were watching some of the games and stuff. I I actually tuned in into like the last few minutes of the um, Galaxy playing who RSL, I think. No, RSL was playing a different game. I think uh, RSL no, yeah, scored that last minute game. goal, right? Uh, I Honestly, I don't know. I just remember that. No, they were playing Minnesota because they tied 3-3. And uh, Minnesota cool. had a penalty at the end and then they missed it too. Uh, but Minnesota basically with that uh, with that tie, yeah, and you're right, RSL did score in the last minute, and with that last minute goal, it gave them a playoff spot. So uh, do you have any, like, thoughts of those? Yeah, man, no, I get to, I got to watch a little bit, obviously, knowing that decision day, Houston Dynamo weren't there, and who cares, man, they already sucked. However, uh, you know, the teams being there, uh, it was very fun. I got to watch some of the West uh, Conference matchups, and I did watch uh, the RSL uh, last-minute goal by um, the guy from is it Slovakia, I think. Uh, I mean, dude, how, that can get more exciting, right? You get uh, to go to the playoffs literally scoring like in the 90th-plus minutes and letting your team make it to the playoffs is pretty awesome feeling, man. But uh yeah, man, wherever you want to start with those uh, playoffs, I mean, there's uh, 14 teams total trying to get to that championship. And 
go ahead, man. Whatever, uh, whichever matchup you want to talk about. All right, so let's let's go ahead and get the east side out of the way because that's the 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 one that I'm least familiar with. You know, and then we can talk about kind of more of the west side because I think we were both a little bit more familiar because the Dynamo play most of them, if not all all of them. Uh, so obviously, New England, the Supporter Shield winner. They had a heck of a season putting in, uh, got their first, I think it was their first uh, shield, uh, their first what I call Captain America shield because it looks like a Captain America which, shield. Which is true, but it keeps losing more and more value in my opinion. Right? I think a lot of fans have seen it as the uh, supporter chills. They're not playing every single team like they used to play in the past. So I think it's kind of losing a little bit of its touch and what it means. Uh, but heck, no one's going to argue that you're the best team by getting, I think, the most points ever, uh, 73 points in one regular season. Pretty credible. Oh, 73. Dang. So I was way off. I guess I was looking at Colorado because I think Colorado was in the 50s. But yeah, 73 points. I mean, yeah. I know it was a breaking record uh, season for New England. To be honest, I wasn't keeping up with the with the east side because I knew that, you know, we weren't going to face them literally till, till the end. Um, so I was just, I was just kind of, you know, they're over there. They can do whatever they want. And like, yeah, you were saying, I think even Bruce Arena was saying that, you know, it's kind of weird that we're giving a trophy, a trophy to, to, uh, you know, to a team that supposedly was the best team out of all of them, you know, cause they collected the most points, but at the end of the day, like they weren't playing all the teams. So, you know, it was kind of weird, but, uh, but New England, you know, they get a bye week for, for being basically the best in the East. And then they get to play the winner of New York City FC and Atlanta. So who do you think out of that matchup might be able to take it? I mean, we know that Atlanta is very good. Uh, New York City, I am rooting for them just because I feel like they have a very tough, you know, even with David Villa, they've never really gone super far into the playoffs. Uh, and I want to see uh, the Argentinian, Tati Castellanos, who's their goal. I think actually won the gold uh gold boot with 19 goals if i'm not mistaken so you know obviously you have in atlanta united somebody like um joseph martinez who has been very good seems to score a ton of goals uh so it's gonna it should be i believe it's gonna be high scoring uh just because of the attacking uh defending i mean atlanta united could also be you know pretty balanced but dude give me give me new york city fc i guess uh man city's little brother right the the little the little brother yeah the little brother from the from the rich guys but yeah and me too I I'll pick just New York City just for the heck of it just because I, I don't know I I get annoyed by Atlanta for some reason I don't know they give me they give me Austin vibes and I just I big don't time like big time man yeah yeah I agree they're kind of like that annoying like look at me look I fill up the stadium uh, mentality like they they got into the MLS you know very like uh, once it was at its prime I think. You know, they didn't have to suffer much. True. And and I was looking, I actually I saw a little graphic earlier this week and uh and it showed like the top ten like the top ten um attendance in the world, basically from all the soccer teams. And I think Atlanta was in the top ten. I think they were like number eight or nine or something like that. So I mean, you know, props on you know forty thousand people showing up, you know, forty thousand plus people showing up to every game, but you know, also it, it it's all fun and games when you have a, a rich owner and he can get you whatever you want, you know. But you know, that is what it is, I guess. Hey, we we would love to have that, right? Exactly. But anyway. Give me that too, you know. <laughs> yeah. But all I can do now is just hate. So it is, you know. I'll be a hater for the meantime. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, so the the other matchup on the on the well, one of the other matchups is going to be Philadelphia Union against the other New York team, New York Red Bulls, the the other little brother from the uh, Red Bull chain. Who do you who you got there? Uh, I like Philadelphia, man. Honestly, I was able to go a couple years back before COVID, which it seems like a eternity ago. But I got to go to their stadium uh, in Chester, Pennsylvania, where they play. It's like about a 30-minute drive from downtown Philadelphia. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming the game may be there. I'm not sure. I, I know actually it is because I got an email uh, about it. Uh, but I go with Philly, man. I feel like you know, Red Bulls has always been like a big academy and, you know, building a lot of players uh, and exporting. But I think Philadelphia is finally like doing that. And and to be honest, even when the Dynamo played Philadelphia back in uh, 2018 in the uh, U.S. Open Cup, I, I, you know, I like Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia is just a scrappy team. They don't have a ton of like stars or DPs and they just play well. And I think their coach is very good. So uh, g- give me Philly, man. I completely agree. Philadelphia gives me like blue collar vibes. Like, you know, those teams, like you're saying, you know, they're like rough around the edges. And same thing, New York Rebels just gives me that, you know, typical, you know. Yeah, they'll find a way to choke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't like Red I don't like, well, maybe I don't like like, you know, brand names like that, like Red Bull. I don't really like, you know, NYFC either, just because, you know, they follow a, a chain of teams. They're like a, what's it called? Um, uh, they're like a chain restaurant type thing, and they're just a franchise. Afraid, yeah, well, yeah, basically they're a franchise, and they're like McDonald's, yeah, uh, Starbucks yeah, at I'll every get, corner. I'll get Philadelphia to the win, and then the last one, uh, it would be Nashville, Orlando. I think that one's gonna be a little bit more, you know, closer. I don't know, maybe. Well, I think that's becoming a rivalry game. I don't know exactly. Obviously, you know, Nashville's pretty new. It's only what two years old, I believe. Uh, and then Orlando's also not like super old of a team, but to me, I feel like defense win championships. Uh, so Nashville, man, they're very solid with, uh, you have their defender. Um, what's his last name? Is it, uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, the guy is very solid, uh, you know, players like that are able to win you game, uh, Walker Zimmerman. Um, and, and overall, even their, their attacking that seemed to have taken a while, it's been on fire lately. I think uh, their main guy, Mahuktar, I believe his name, from the Netherlands, the dude, um, I think, was like top five for the Golden Boots. So when you can defend and you can attack well, man, you, you have a good chance. And then obviously, um, we all know Orlando has Nani and Nani, or more like Orlando without Nani is not much, but yeah, I'm with Nashville, man. Give me Nashville. Uh, what is it? The old Oilers. <laughs> right. Yeah. That again, that, that is true about Nashville and Orlando, like the rivalry, because it, well, I think the, the natural rivalry is Cincinnati, but you know, Cincinnati is like the dynamo of the East type thing. Uh, so yeah. And also I would love to see a, a Nashville Philadelphia. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick a, I'm going to pick a Nashville too. Just because I feel like Philadelphia has that striking power. And like you said, Nashville has like defensive power. So it's going to be a good clash. And same thing, Orlando. I don't know. Orlando always like, it catches me by surprise that they make it so far. I'm like, wait, wait, why? How? Like, because it was last year that they had the goalie. They got sent off. And then one of the field players 
winning goal and then he stopped yeah. the penalty or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that was crazy. And you know, you know, before we continue on, I guess with the other one too, uh, I think what was great to an extent, something that I didn't personally like at first when they changed it, but that was is having just like a one leg playoff. You know what I mean? Before it used to be like home and away. Now it's, you know, basically do or die. So it's either either go all out and try to get that win, which makes those games even better because, you know, the second seed, like in this case, you know, Philadelphia against New York Red Bulls, you never know. I mean, Red Bulls can pull that offset. It's only one game. All you have to do is play 90 minutes plus to get that win, which I think makes the playoffs very exciting. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. I like... I like the the two-legged same thing. You know, I guess I'm used to like the whole Copa Libertadores, you know. Yeah, Champions League the same way, right? All the way until you get to the but, final. But, you know, that whole one game, you know, either win or go home type thing, it just kind of gives it extra vibes type thing, you know. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to to the, the west side, the one that we kind of know the best, or at least we've seen some of the teams play here at home or away, and we probably lost our tie to them. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Colorado, I think surprising everybody in the world. Uh, when I first, you know, in the beginning of the year, you know, they seem to kind of have a, a rough, you know, year with all the scandals and then the coaching and then this and that and, you know, not being a, a big budget team. You're like, you know, oh, you know, good old Colorado, you know, giving their, their best effort. And then they came out on top on the last, you know, last uh, week of the of the season, came out on top. So they get that bye week. And they'll be playing the winner of Portland versus Minnesota. Who do you have there? That's that's a good matchup right there. Yeah, Portland, Minnesota. You know, it's funny. Whenever for Dynamo Theory, I don't know if you remember, we did like our, I guess, um, like what we thought was going to be people either making the playoffs or not and why not. And I, I picked Portland, but I was really uh, tied between Portland and LAFC. And I wish I would have picked LAFC not to make the playoffs because I would have been right. But Portland is one of those teams that they're very scrappy, too. I mean, I think a lot of us believe, like, the Dynamo, just because of how everything's turning out, they could be, like, another little Portland team. And I'd be okay with that, you know? Uh, A team, just a lot of blue-collar guys and one or two, you know, one, two, three stars, technically. And I think Portland is one of those teams that just tend to have, like, the best player for every position and your... I guess in your spine, you know, uh, we refer to it as like you have a good goalie, a good defense, a good midfielder guy and a striker. And I feel Portland is one of those teams. But Minnesota United is no joke, man. Um, but, you know, the Loons, as much as uh, I would like for them to win, it's going to be tough. Uh, but, yeah, give me Portland. Man, I think we're on the same page here, bro. Uh, same thing, same same thoughts. Like you know, Portland. Also, I was just thinking what you were talking about Portland and how they're like scrappy and stuff. Um, and I was just thinking about the teams that are basically are around them. So you know, they have a Seattle, Vancouver. That you know, Vancouver maybe not so much, but Seattle, you know, usually ha- tends to have a really good team. So obviously, Portland kind of has to keep up, you know, to Seattle. And and that you know, I was just thinking about the Texas teams. And, you know, when you think of Dallas, when you think of Houston, they don't really, like, give each other competition. So, you know, maybe that's one of those things that, you know, it's good maybe to to for Portland to have a Seattle close by because, you know, you don't want to lose to them every year, you know, when it comes to the rivalry games. So you're going to have to, like, you know, build a team, you know, to at least beat them, you know, one, once or twice a year. 
But uh, but yeah, since Portland is playing at home, Minnesota basically made it to the playoffs by the skin of their teeth. Uh, they, you know, like you mentioned, they have a good team, or they they're pretty scrappy at times. The dogs are having a freaking something in the background. That's all uh, good. Uh, but uh, yeah, I will get I will pick Portland just because they're at home. Uh, I think when they're at home, they get a little bit stronger, unless they play against Mauro Manotas. Uh, but I think Portland will, will give uh, Minnesota, you know, a run for their – or Minnesota will give Portland a run for their money, but Portland will win at the end. Um, and then we have um, RSL against Sounders. Who you got there? You know, as much as you want to give RSL, right, like we said, they barely made it as well with that last-minute goal to get into the playoffs. Seattle has been playing, you know, overall the best. Um, if it wasn't for Colorado getting some extra points uh, in the last match and beating them out, beating out Seattle for the top place, uh, they would be having a bye right now. And that's what we'll be talking about, Colorado playing um, this Real Salt Lake team. But that's not the case. Um, with that being said, I mean, Seattle has had a few you know, injuries, whether it be Ruiz Diaz out or um, the little Uruguayan, I can't think of his name, uh, uh, that was his name, Los, Lo, Nicolas Lodeiro. Yeah, yeah so obviously, a great player. And then, you know, they have the Joao Paulo, they have a bunch of other players. Um, so to me, Seattle playing at home with that 12 man, uh, give me Seattle. Yep, I'm on the same boat as that one. You know, Seattle's like you said, they're, they've been consistent. Um, and, you know, the whole season, I think at the end, they just kind of like relaxed because, you know, they were like, oh, we're already in the playoffs. Let's just, you know, these last few games, uh, let's just relax. Uh, and, you know, that's, they lost it. Um, and then you have SKC against Vancouver. What okay, this is the one that uh, I'm not going to go with the easy choice just because uh, being that I, you know, if I'm going to follow or root for anybody, in particular, you know, trying to, I mean, I enjoy MLS, but my team is not there, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm going to go with the, a Canadian team, and this time I'm going to go with Vancouver. I think it's going to be tough for them uh, to go to uh, uh, Children's Park um, and get a win, uh, but they've been playing okay, you know, lately. And obviously, again, going back just to Real, Real Salt Lake, pulling out that, uh, last minute goal against KC, what, you know, no one tells you they can't happen again. So uh, with this one, I'm with Vancouver Whitecaps, man. Uh, probably un- unpopular decision for sure, just because KC should be the better team. But I'm going to pick the underdog here. Dang. On this one, I think this one's the only one that we're just going to, def- you know, kind of go on different ways. I don't know. I, I I know Vancouver, you know, they've been having a really good a really good time this this year around. But you know, going going to Children's, you know, Children's Park, Children's Mercy, Mercy Park, whatever it's called. Uh, and I I don't know. SKC has always been a, a good team in my eyes. I know that maybe they don't have Busio, who is like one of my favorite players, but I think you know they still have uh oh Johnny Russell and and the, the Mexican with the hair. Yeah, Alan Pulido. <laughs> Alan Pulido, one, I got you. Yeah. Where's it? Pulido, right? You said? Yeah. I love Bolido. Yeah, I'm going to go SKC on this one, but, you know, I'll put you down for Vancouver and then, you know. But I think on every other one, I think we we hit every every single one. Um, let's go real quick. New England, New York City, who you got there? 
I, I'm going to take New England. You know, I, it is hard, I think, whenever they get a break. Uh, I think last season we know that we noticed that some of the guys that got a break ended up losing in the next match. Uh, but I'll pick New England just because they have a better team. Overall, and they have the MVP. All right. Uh, same thing. I think New England is going to just – they're going to continue on, and they're probably going to make it to the final in my eyes. Uh, Philadelphia, Nashville. Who you got? Uh, I think I'm going to take Nashville, man. I think I got Nashville. Like I said, I feel like they're more well-rounded. They can play very good defensively. You know, obviously we're talking about hopefully there's no injuries or anything like that, but I feel like they, they will play better, especially – well, in this case, I think they'll be playing away in Philadelphia, but I still think that they can pull an upset. All right. On this one, I'm going to go against you, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick Philly on this one. Just, you know, home advantage. And even though Nashville, I think it's going to be a really – that was going to be one of the best games. You know, that should have been like a final right there. But I think it's going to be a, a really good one, and I think maybe Philly is going to get a win just by like, you know, right there. But I'm going to go Philly, Philly on that one. And then if you were to pick uh, a contender for MLS champion uh, out of New England and Nashville, like somebody to go to the final? Well, see, this is a good thing. I'm definitely a believer that if you want somebody to win a championship, you need to pick someone that hasn't won it, right? Because you look at your team and it's like, hey, we have two stars. And then someone has one guns and win it. So I, I prefer somebody that's never won it. So either, you know, for me, being between New England and Nashville, or in your case, New England and Philly, give me whoever. Uh, and since we beat New England two times, I'm going to go with Nashville. All right. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that one too. I think even though New England is, it has a good team, I think they're going to lose that last battle there. <clears throat> even though New, you know, New England is going to be a tough beat to team or tough team to beat. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, just because they've been having a heck of a season. But, you know, when you get to the last stage, you know, it's, it's all battle right there. So and I mean, I think there's a reason why they've lost, I think, three or four finals, you know, so you yeah. just never know with them. True. And then on the other side, you'll have uh, Portland, Colorado. Who you got there? I think Portland's going to get that win. Uh, I just feel like if they do get past uh, Minnesota United. Portland's definitely more experienced in this uh, playoffs. Uh, so I think Portland could beat Colorado. All right. And then I'll do, yeah, same thing. I think Portland, just when it comes to playoffs, they're like a whole different like franchise. Like they turn into a, another beast. So I'll pick Portland on that one over Colorado just because of experience. Uh, and then you have Seattle Sounders against Vancouver or Seattle Sounders against SKC in my case. What do you got? I mean, again, I've continued to root for the Whitecaps, but I think Seattle, same thing, uh, that experience, you know, obviously they've been into what, like five or six uh, different conference finals in the last six years or something like that. So that that experience just being, you know, a, a play of deep playoff contender year after year, I think we'll probably see another Seattle Portland final conference final. And I'm going to pick Seattle as well. I think it'll be – I'm just going – the games I want to see, and I want to see a, a Portland-Seattle in the final, I think it'll be, it'll be badass. Portland or Seattle, who do you think is going to take it? Man, that – I mean, you know, those are the ones that tend to go to the finals lately. And, yeah. you know, Seattle won, won it, what, two years ago, and then they lost last year against Columbus in the final. So, I mean, chances are high that they'll make it again to the final, right? So, uh, 
just because of that, I'm going to go with the Timbers. Yeah, I'm going to go Timbers as well. I think Seattle, it's, I mean, at some point they're going to have to lose. You know, you can't just make it to the final every single time. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I have a little, like a little love for Portland. Portland was like my team before I even knew like the Dynamo existed. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to go Portland because I think Portland and then, you know, Portland, Nashville or Portland, Philadelphia, I think will be like a battle of like the, of the gritty, you know, of the, of the blue collar workers type thing, you know, are going at it. So I'm down with that. And then who do you think will win it, Nashville or Portland? You know, again, I think as much as I really want Nashville to win it, just being a new new team winning it uh, would be my choice. However, you go back to the experience with Seattle being there and, you know, either Nashville or Revolution being there in the final. Um, it's going to be tough uh, for Seattle not to win in my, uh, you know, the, and that's why I would pick. Gotcha. And now I'm gonna go, man. This is gonna be a tough one because I have see, I have Portland, Philadelphia, and oh. where do you where's the do you remember where the final? Sorry, was? I said New England. Do you remember where the finals the, at? Well, the final would, well, the final would be whoever's higher in Seattle. I think Philadelphia was in second place, so it would be probably oh. for my case. Well, Seattle's in second place too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, did you pick Portland against Seattle? or Did you pick Seattle against Portland? I picked Seattle. No, I picked, I picked uh, Portland against Seattle. And mine was uh, Portland against Nashville. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you just said Seattle. For the final. Yeah, my yeah, bad. For the final, Portland against Nashville. And who did you pick to win it? Portland or Nashville? I, w- I had sent Seattle for some reason, but you're right. Yeah. Uh, I I would take Nashville. Yeah. I, I would take it. So the final for me is uh, Nashville against Portland. Give me Nashville. Yeah, and I think some. I think also the the East is going to take it as well this time around. So I would pick, you know, either Nashville or Philadelphia to to win it. I think Portland will get there, but I don't think they'll have enough to like win it all completely. But um, but yeah, everybody, this is our bracket. You know, Rudy and I just completed our bracket. Now we're gonna go to MLS.com and fill it out and hopefully win a, a gazillion dollars. Right. And uh, be rich forever. Get Andrew Weeby to come sign something for me. There you go. <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and take a little break right now for the commercials. And we'll be right back and we'll talk about the Dynamo. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we're back. So right now, we're you know the last two topics that you know we're gonna talk here with Rudy are is going to be a little bit about the USL. You know, 
we I think well I'm a very proponent of this pro you know promotion relegation stuff. Hopefully you know one day it happens. Uh, I doubt it, but you know the hope never dies. And you know I just kind of looked into you know uh, what you know the the USL and all those players are doing. Uh, but more more importantly RGV. I think RGV you know to like last year was part of our lives in a way. And uh, and they actually made it to the next round. So I think it would be cool if we just kind of take a couple minutes. And kind of do the same thing, you know, go through their brackets and uh, and just kind of, you know, throw out names. Honestly, I don't know many of these teams. Uh, I've heard of them and I kind of know what they kind of look like. But honestly, I have no idea who they are, uh, you know, when it comes to players and stuff like that. So let's just go ahead and, uh, you know, get to the first one. So the first one is actually from the west side, uh, from the west, uh, western conference, I guess we can say it more properly, is Orange County in versus Oakland Roots, do you who do you pick on that one? Do you, what do you go by names? Do you go by uh, I don't know because they're both from California. You so. know, yeah, for sure. I think Orange County. There's been some players. I don't know if you if you watch. No, I think he was here in 2018, maybe 2017. But there was a guy named Leonardo, a defender guy. Yeah, I've heard of. Uh, him. He, he he after he left, I think he went to Orange County SC. But Oakland Roots, man, and they think that's a a newer team. I think they're probably only been in existence like since 2018. They just sound kind of cool, and they beat one of the you know better teams, being El Paso Locomotive. Mm. So I'm gonna go with Oakland on that one. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Let's just go with let's go with Oakland because they because they beat the number one seed, I guess, right? The the El Paso Locomo- Locomo- Locomotives. They they seem like they were riding really really hot and same thing with RGV that we're going to talk about here in a second. Uh, they were playing they're being the number one seed. You know everybody was kind of riding high, you know being that they're top you know top of the West basically, or top of their conference because they kind of divided up into conferences. Uh, but yeah, man, the Oakland Roots just kind of came. They went to El Paso and they beat you know uh, locomotives in in El Paso. So. Even though Orange County has the orange in the name, you know, I'll, go, I'll, I'll side with you. And I think Oakland is going to have a, a little bit more of a oomph or something, you know, because they just beat the best team, I guess, in the in the, in the conference of Texas. I, I don't even know what they're called, to be honest. And I apologize. but you know, It's just too many different groups. It's kind of hard to keep track of yeah, it, man. Because so you have, it's like Atlantic, Central, Mountain, Pacific. Like, there's way too many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too many 50 states 50 conferences i guess for these play for you so but i mean it's cool it's cool that there's so many teams though i i, I enjoy the fact that you know there's even though there's like a lot of teams in the mls there's still a lot of teams like that um you know on that other you know second division level that you know could maybe someday compete with you know with the MLS. you would hope for sure yeah uh, on the other side, we have San Antonio RGV. They play this Friday. You know, just a quick little thing here. I actually wanted to go to this game. You know, a two-hour ride, you know, on a Friday. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to talk to my wife. I haven't talked to her yet, but I might convince, convince her to let me go. And I, I've, been wanted, I've been wanting to go to the San Antonio uh, Stadium, like, this whole year, just to go check it out. And I think this would be, like, the perfect game to go to. What I'm looking at, it looks it says uh 13, so that's Saturday. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, well, this what I'm looking at on Wikipedia. Uh, I might be but you know, you never Wikipedia is oh, not no, that is, reliable it, sometimes. It is Saturday. It is Saturday. It is Saturday? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that'd be a cool one to go to. You're right. 
Because, I mean, you know, San Antonio is it's pretty close. It is an 8 o'clock game. So, you know, we'll be get you know, if I go, I'll be getting home late. But it is a Saturday, so. And, and you know, to, to hit on, uh, you know, that, that, that rivalry, San Antonio, RGB. San Antonio seems to have the, you know, have RGB beat in a lot of those matches. But RGB just beat, like, one of the best teams, uh, you know, being Phoenix Rising uh, in a crazy game. They won 3-3. I don't know if you got to see. If you haven't, man, which I don't know if you did, but, dude, watch. I think it was goal number one or goal number two by RGB. Craziest goal from a, a defender. He straight up did, like, a whole Maradona, to, you know, style, like, took everybody, like, 60 yards, took a shot with his left foot and scored. It was ridiculous. Um, but you know, Houston Dynamo fans know RGB as basically the uh forgotten son of Matt Jordan, right? Like, he yeah. they, he was just they, they weren't getting any love for such a long time, they finally seemed to cut ties. Um, they have uh, you know, uh, Dyna or former Dynamo coach Wilmer Cabrera that obviously came from RGB as well, and they have been very good. You know, they they got they started well the season, I believe they won like three or four games. And then, like, you know, most orange people that wear jerseys, you know, no matter if you're from Houston or from RGB, they kind of had, like, their ups and downs. And honestly, for the long time, they were last in that conference. And it wasn't towards the end that they, you know, got enough points, got a little hot. And you can see how they beat the number one team. And so, you know, here we keep it Texas, uh, but we'll keep it with the, you know, with the with the team that was a part of the Dynamo for a while. So I'm, I mean, I'm pulling RGB. If I'm, if you know, being that it's in San Antonio, it'd be good to go see it. It's probably hard for me to go see it, but I'll probably watch it on my phone. I'm, I'm gonna be at a wedding and I'm gonna have my phone, you know, kind of like next to me, try to catch up what the game is. Yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna because there's also a rivalry, right? Isn't it like a the South Texas rivalry or something like that? I yeah, I'm sure it's another like uh, Copa Texas type of you know, yeah, rivalry I for sure. For it, but I just can't remember right now. But I just realized that it was also a rivalry. It's going to be a rivalry game, a playoff match in San Antonio. I saw a San Antonio game. I saw part of it. I think I saw like the first half. I, I wanted to watch the RGV game, but I forgot for what reason I didn't watch it. But I did, like as soon as it ended, uh, I got to like see some of the like the penalty kicks and the free kick. But I didn't get to see that goal that you're talking about. So I'm going to have to go check it out again. But it's gonna be a good game. But you know the heart, the heart pulls to RGV. So we're gonna give RGV, you know, this this win against San Antonio in San Antonio. So yeah, and you're right. It's the uh, South Texas Derby. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I knew there was something there. Uh, and then on the on the East Coast, on the East side, on the Eastern Conference, you have Tampa Bay Rowdies, who you know, just like Phoenix Rising, I think they're like the two uh, teams that were champions last year because they didn't have a champion really. They kind of had two champions. And the Rowdies, they've been doing really good for the past few years. And they're taking on the Birmingham or Birmingham Legion. Who do you got there? Uh, that one's easy for me. I would take Tampa Bay. They've just been playing better. They actually knocked out FC Tulsa, which is uh, one of my buddies uh, that I met, met in college. He's one of the assistants for FC Tulsa. His name is yeah. Sip. Cyprian Hendrick, and sadly, they had been playing very well, but Tampa Bay is just a whole different beast, man. And Birmingham Legion, they made it past. If you see it there, it says because uh, the Riverhounds from Pittsburgh, they actually had a few people had COVID. 
So they basically gave them a freebie pass. Uh, can be good, could be bad, but I think Tampa Bay is gonna is gonna end up beating them yeah. by yeah. a good amount of goals. A good amount of goals. So it's gonna be a blowout there. So Tampa, yeah, I'll take Tampa Bay as well. I think. I mean, I've like I said, I don't know much about them, but I know that lately they've been in the past few years they've been like you know champions or like contenders to be champions. So, and now that I know this information about Birmingham, I think you know they're gonna get their butt whooped maybe. But but we'll see. Saturday at six, most of these games. So two games at six, one at eight, one at nine. Uh, the other game from the Eastern Conference is gonna be Louisville City. FC against Charlotte Independence, the home of uh, Palomino, the the Dynamo player that's on loan, and Bisama, who you know just kind of faded away from the earth. You know he's also on that team, but you know Palomino kind of gets to play a little bit more, so it'd be cool to hopefully see him playing. You know, who you yeah, got? yeah. Palomino was hurt, I think, only for this past game. I think he may start next game, if not, maybe get some minutes. But yeah, I'm with I'm give me Charlotte Independence as well. But it's not going to be an easy match. It may go all the way to PKs just because Louisville, you know, playing in Louisville, they have a really nice looking stadium. I was watching a little bit of their game. Uh, I think they're ready for their, you know, the MLS team there. Uh, they have that the stadium ready for it. Uh, but yeah, man, I'll go with Charlotte. I don't know if you know, but is I think Louisville City is going away, right, as a team? No, this because the MLS team is coming in, so oh yeah, yeah, taking they're getting rid of this one, right? Probably if yeah, if not, they make make it like into their academy, you know, like their U twenty three or kind of like some other other like Atlanta has Atlanta too, yeah, and and Galaxy does too, so they may end up dropping all the way to either no, they may say in championship just because it's MLS, you know, like you said, there's no relegation, so they they're not going to be fighting for each other. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I'll, I'll pick, you know, Charlotte Independence just because, you know, the Dynamo boys are there. Or the Dynamo boy because, you know, the other one's just going to. Yeah. Atlanta, I think we've seen him. We seen him yeah, play. he was, uh, I think during the game, the dude was uh, Jose Bissama, who you're referring to, was like at the uh, Atlanta Aquarium. So I don't know if he's much on the squad. You know what I mean? That boy, Carmen San Diego over here, just somewhere in the world, except where his team is playing. But uh, okay, so we go back to the West. Who you have, uh, Oakland Roots RGV for that final in the West? Uh, give me RGV, man. Right, we have to keep repping the uh, South Texas boys. So we'll take RGV, the uh, Edinburgh Toros, the put on nine or nine five six boys. Uh, and then on the other side, I, I'll take RGV too. You know, we'll just we'll go RGV. We'll put all our chips to the orange instead of the red or the black. Um, and then you have Tampa Rowdies, Tampa Bay Rowdies, and Charlotte. Who you got there? Same thing. I think Tampa Bay is too good. I mean, you mentioned last uh, uh, final got obviously canceled uh, when it was Tampa Bay against Phoenix Rising, so I'll take Tampa Bay. Yeah, same here. I think Tampa Bay is going to make it to the final, and as much as I want RGV to you know, be champions – I think Tampa is going to show everybody why, you know, they've been contenders and they probably deserve to win last year. You know, if they would have played Phoenix, maybe, I don't know, you know, but yeah, I'll take, you know, Tampa on this one and then Tampa on the final. So do you, what do you think about that final? Uh, same thing. I think uh, Tampa Bay probably would have won last year as well. 
especially with Phoenix Rising having a little bit of controversial stuff happening, uh, losing their coach, I think, and losing like their top player because of a homophobic thing that they said to, I think it was like uh, San Diego loyal. But anyways, I, I take Tampa Bay as well. But honestly, RGB should be happy that they made it that far if that is the case, right? I mean, yeah. for them to, you know, again, come out of the come out of the ashes and uh, rise after Matt Jordan and everything that to the playoffs. And, and I mean, nobody wants to lose the final, but shoot, I think. That's- so I guess at the end of the day, it would be a Tampa Bay Rowdies, uh, RGV Phoenix Rising, <laughs> the final, because, you know, they're coming out of the ashes. Uh, you know, it's a good. Yeah, pretty much. You're right. You're right. You know, same thing. Uh, but just for everybody, you know, listening, uh, these games, the USL games are going to be Saturday. So Tampa Bay, uh, Birmingham at six, Louisville, Charlotte, uh, Central GV at eight, and then Orange County, Oakland at nine. So basically, back to back, back to back, you're probably going to have to have multiple screens uh, on at one time. But for sure, I'm going to. If I don't go to San Antonio, which I really, really want to go check that stadium out, uh, you know, I'll, you know, not TV, TV or, you know, phones or somewhere. Uh, and then, you know, and then also, so kind of transitioning here, you know, we're talking about brackets and stuff like that. But, you know, while this decision day was going on, uh, the boys from MLS, an extra time, you know, the, the show that they run over there, they had Pat Onstad the new GM, you know, the, the, the great goalkeeper, the great champion of the Houston Dynamo. And one thing that caught my eye or caught my ear or whatever, however you want to say it. And I wanted to talk to you about it because, you know, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you're a Dynamo fan forever. Uh, obviously we are both happy that, you know, we have a Ted Seagull as our owner. We are very happy. I think with Pat Onstead, um, you know, maybe we had our different opinions on Tab Ramos I think we might can get into it, but what I really wanted to talk about, or maybe ask you a question, was um, it come I because I think one of one of the guys asked uh, Pat Onstad if he was going to have like money for a Salarasan type of purchase from you know maybe the Mexican league because that you know Pat Onstad said that you know he really has been looking into the Mexican league, and I know you follow the Mexican league you know, more than, more than I do. Uh, and then I have another thought remind me about the other thought. Um, so, you know, when, who do you think, well, first of all, do you really think we, cause I think Salarashan was like a 7 million or something like that, uh, purchase, right. Um, it was close to 10, but yeah. 10? Oh, damn. So it was a, it was a good chunk. Do you do you see it? I mean, we don't know, right? Because you know Ted Teagle is brand new to our organization. But how happy would you be with a ten million signing of either a Mexican or a, a player from the Mexican league? Uh, and who do you you know? Do you know any names that could you know maybe have that price tag? You know more as a as a Mexican connoisseur. Yeah, so I mean, you know, Pat Onstead having that mentality of, you know, exploiting what Liga Emekis is. I mean, we know, you know, as Houstonians, uh, you know, you have plenty of teams like Monterey and, and Tigres that come and fill that, fill what used to be BBA and now it's uh, PNC Stadium. Uh, so, I mean, it's stupid not to, you know, take advantage of, you know, getting a Liga Emekis team or, sorry, player. Uh, 
if you ask me, will I be happy with a 10 million, you know, for them to spend 10 million? I mean, that'd be amazing, right? Like, I mean, the, the, I think the most we've ever spent was like, didn't we just get an Argentinian guy named uh, Mateo Bahamich for like 1.5 million? That it was like a record signing to an extent. I mean, <laughs> you, you basically, you know, timing that by 10. And uh, of course, would you be happy? And I think from the very beginning, whenever Ted Siegel became the uh, Maori owner and mentioned the fact that he was going to spend a little more, you know, some people are like, oh, well, you know, we'll need to see what it does and this and that. And I'm like, dude, if he can spend three million for one player, I'll be happy because that's already three times more or even even double what we are used to. Right. Um, in my perspective, yeah, there's definitely a bunch of uh, talented players that he could pick up kind of like, you know, how um, obviously Pizarro didn't work out, but having a Rodolfo Pizarro, Mitocayo, uh, like join Miami, obviously for a good amount of money. Uh, sadly, you know, he's not playing in a team that fits his uh, style, but there's plenty of guys that could be dangerous on the wing. Uh, being a Chivas fan, I mean, there's plenty. Uh, all the guys that play there are Mexican and they're very talented. They're definitely a little bit more expensive for sure. But you have like a Conejito Brizuela that plays on the wing that could basically do what Albert Alex did, right? Like he's a winger, quick guy. He's not much of a goal scorer, but he can be, uh, create a ton of assists and and uh, a scoring opportunities. So that's a guy that I would like to see. I'm sure he's like, you know, he's uh, I think 30, 31 now. Uh, but he could probably fit that, you know, maybe five million mark, six, seven million mark that I feel that he can do a lot for the team. Um, and when you get players that are known in Liga MX, uh, you know, obviously Celerayan, perfect example, guys from Tigres, he's Argentinian, right? He's not Mexican. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be, you know, if you bring in a guy from Liga MX, but he's from Argentina or something, and he's kind of like so, so known. I don't think it's going to move the Raider much because, again, you need somebody that kind of ties with the with the fan base and obviously bringing an actual Mexican player would do that. So, I mean, there's plenty, and he can go from a young player to, you know, somebody well-known. I mean, hell, what if they bring Ochoa? You know, I'd rather pay Ochoa what we're paying uh, Matic right now, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, the dude's making a good chunk of change, but bring me, like, Ochoa, bring me, like uh, – I know people didn't like Salcedo and now like everybody and their mama seems to not want him to play for the uh, national team anymore. But I think he's another player that could be a Mexican guy from Tigres can definitely, even as a defender, could definitely bring a lot of attention to the Dynamo. So right now, so right now I'm going through a foot mob, you know, the app and it has like multiple, like it has like different lists of like players and stuff like that of like, Ratings like top goal score, top assists, top stuff like that. But one of the questions that I actually the thought that I the other thought that I had was uh, I saw Mario Manota scored again, you know, and he hasn't been uh, too much of a goal. I think he only has like four or five goals in the season, so you know he's not on fire. But you know, I think he maybe is a little bit better now than maybe what he was. And Mario Manota has almost broke records here in Houston. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, you know, we, I, he was kind of one of the first, like, I guess, you know, quote unquote heroes that I kind of got to know here in the city, you know, for Houston. What do you think about bringing, you know, because the Dynamo need a number nine, you know, a box nine? We have Uruti, who I don't think is coming back, honestly. 
Uh, and then Fafa is more of a winger of, than a number nine. And then I can't think of anybody else that can play that position as a, you know, box nine or, you know, a, a creator or whatever of goals. Uh, you know, what about Manotas? I mean, right now his, his you know, his thing shows that he's worth 4.7. You know, what about, you know, getting him for four? You no, know, we already know who he is. He's still young. Uh, he left because he wanted to play in a more competitive team or a more competitive league. I think the MLS, you know, year by year gets more competitive. And if this Houston Dynamo is going to be more competitive, you know, in the next upcoming years with, you know, what they're building, why not bring a Manotas back? I don't know. What do you think about that? Is it too crazy? I think it's, I mean, as a Dynamo fan, and like you said, he's pretty close to breaking some big goal scoring records. That'd be great. But realistically, it's going to be impossible to bring him back. I mean, you think about, you know, we sold him for pennies, basically, when we were getting apparently big offers for him in Europe. And he, yes, he went to Liga MX. Uh, a lot of it was for exposure. He was trying to make, uh, you know, the Colombian national team. He's been there about a year and he hasn't moved the radar. Like I said, I think he's only scored like four goals total. And if you look at the table, I believe Tijuana is literally sitting in last place. So I think it'd be a step backwards if even, you know, again, I love Manotas, probably one of my favorite players, you know, that that uh, that awesome picture of him going like this in front of like the Portland's fans is like I will get a tattoo on it on my chest, man. <laughs> But realistically, the, re the reason I don't see it happening would be because, again, it'd be like taping, taking a step back. You would be technically losing player or money on this guy. Right. Because. You got him cheap. You sold him for a fraction of what you were going to get. And then you're going to pay basically premium because I'm sure, you know, he may be valued at four million, but they're going to sell it to you for five million, six million. So in, 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 in a way, you're losing money when, you know, you can go and get like a Rogelio Funas Mori, you know, the 30 year old guy from Monterey. I mean, that I mean, imagine if they bring that guy. I mean, yeah. they'll fill up the stadium quickly. You know, his his. His jersey would be like the most sold a jersey in Houston, probably history. So I think sometimes you have to go a little big picture. I think if they're able to, um, some of those, you know, the fad that they need to cut from all the contracts ending at the end of the year, they need to go ahead and let go a bunch of guys that I, to an extent I thought they were maybe keeping like Intero and some other guys that may, may not come back and, you know, save yourself some money and go get yourself a big name player and start over, start fresh. I would love to see. I'm not a Monterey fan. I actually, nah. unpopular decision. There was a called unpopular um, opinion. I hate like Monterey, uh, <laughs> the team, not the city. I'm not. I'm not a. What's it called? Uh, uh, what's his name? Paxton uh, Pomico. I, I I don't dislike the city by any means, but you know when it comes to it, you know Monterey and Tigres have been like in the big picture as of late. Um, you know, compared to like my Chivas that I follow that sadly they are disgraced as of late. But, you know, Funes Mori, I would go and watch. I mean, I already have season tickets, man. I'll make sure to be there. And I'm sure, you know, they give a run for our money with that. Yeah. So Funes Mori right now, according to uh, Football, he's valued at 7.2 million. So, I mean, in, in you know, if you're saying, you know, they add a little premium to it, nine, maybe 10. But, I mean, if he's going to bring... Literally, you know, half of 
the Mexicans in Houston are probably from Monterrey. So, you know, that's like a whole, you know, that's a whole market right there, you know, just Houston alone. And, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he plays for, you know, La Selección, you know, he plays for the international team. I mean, that would be a, a great get. I mean, honestly, I didn't think about that one. Um, and he's 30, you know, he's fairly young. So he still has a few years on him. You know, the only thing that, I guess it would go against it would be the fact that, you know, he's maybe, I mean, some people would be like, you know, he's stepping down to a lower team, you know, because going from Monterrey, one of the best in Mexico to the Houston Dynamo, you know, let's be honest, one of the worst in the United States, you know, up to now, it would be a step down. But I mean, he's going to be the, you know, the star of the whole city and, you know, maybe the whole yeah. conference. I mean, you're you're right. I mean, it's a huge step down for sure. But then you see it as like the dude just won the Champions League with Monterey, you know. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's completely the opposite. But he could see it as an opportunity to showcase himself and show that, like, look, I'm a guy that you can build around. And you know, if this this is a new rebirth. Why not? Yeah. So yeah, wait. Hey, we can we can only dream. So uh, so just you know, everybody. Um, I want to thank everybody for, for joining us tonight. I want to thank you, Rudy, as well. Uh, before before we go, we let everybody go and we tell everybody what you know where you're they can find you. I want to let everybody know that next we're gonna do another one, maybe next week. If you you know if you're okay, Rudy, we can probably go uh, player by player and just kind of do a little rating of maybe you know who we can keep, who we can go. I did that already, uh, but I think you know if we kind of give them a, a rating like a one through ten type thing, I think it'll be cool. And then we can we can play GM as well and just kind of start with the base and do that. So if you're down, we can do that uh, next week maybe or the week after that. Uh, but yeah, tell us, man, uh, where can they where can they find you? Uh, where can the people find you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, my brother and I have a podcast called Crossing Soccer Boards. We talk about Concacaf uh, anything. Uh, right now, focusing on Champions League. They just ended, obviously. Again, Monterey won, but uh, we're talking a lot of the uh, Concacaf. World Cup qualifiers coming up, and there's some big matches coming up this week, actually. So uh, go check us out. Uh, again, Crossing Soccer Borders. We're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, and you can find myself. Just Google Rudy Segura. There's not many of us. So Rudy Segura 3, I think. Um, it's my pe- my handle. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, no, hey, thanks for having me, man. And again, looking forward to uh, what's to come for sure. For sure, man. Uh, once again, everybody, you know, if you uh, need to check us out, check us out, Cuatro Cuatro Dos on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Cuatro Dos on that one. Uh, you can check me out, Chris Butalias. Uh, but other than that, you know, thank you guys, everybody, for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, and hopefully we, you know, y'all get to see more of these hopefully in the future. You know, like I said, go check out Dynamo Theory as well, dynamotheory.com. There's a lot of good articles uh, on there about the team and about everything. Uh, Dustin just came out with a really good article about, you know, five potential uh, people, guys that could, you know, be potentially the new coaches of this Houston Dynamo. Pros and cons on that. Uh, so go check that out and, you know, expect a lot of good content to come out of Dynamo Theory as well. So other than that, thank you, everybody. Y'all have a good night, day, morning, whatever time it is that you're listening. And see you guys. Thank you, Rudy, again. And we'll see you next time, brother.